1: You can now purchase t shirts, mugs, caps, hoodies, wall clocks, and other gifts with the TV Confidential logo from the official TV Confidential merchandise shop. For more information, go to televisionconfidential.com forward slash merchandise or cafepress.com forward slash TV Confidential, cafepress.com forward slash. TV Confidential.
0: Hi, this is Bill Daly. You're listening to TV Confidential. I can't say confidential because I'm, I'm dyslexic and I can't read. i was just kidding about that. But I, I love to talk about myself. So I'm going to say about oh another three or four hours. So stick around with it. TV Confidential? That's confidential. So don't ask me.
1: Ed Robertson with guest, Moosey Dreyer. Moosey Dreyer, Youngest cast member of Rowan Martin's Laugh-In, Howard Borden's son on the Bob Newhart show, John Denver's son in Oh God, and one of the few child actors who made the successful transition to grown-up actor, Moosey, continues to work steadily today as a voice actor in movies and television. He is also an accomplished director for television and for the stage. As Moosey mentioned in our first segment, Moosey's Interest in directing began when he was a kid. Moosey's sharing a few memories with us on our program this week. You can follow Moosey Dreyer on Facebook, Twitter, and on Instagram. Before we went to break, Moosey and I were talking about how he was named after Moose Skowrin, the great first baseman who played for the Dodgers and the White Sox, as we pick up the conversation. I imagine as, as a kid, it's not easy being named Moosey for a while, but at the same time, that there's a cachet because, you know, a lot, I'll bet you a lot of times you got callbacks, if not actual parts, because people remember the kid with the unusual name.
0: Yeah, that's true. And also, um, because it was so unusual, I did some jobs where they, they scrapped the name of the character I was supposed to play, and they used Moosey as my name. Oh, wow. That's cool. Um, one was uh, a movie called Hollywood Nights with Michelle Pfeiffer and Robert Wool, And uh, another one was uh, on Rona Martin's Latin. They used, you know, Dick Martin used to say, and now it's a Moosey Dreyer with Kid News for Kids. And um, they used my my real name there. So, yeah, it was a weird thing in that, I, you know, I wasn't going to be able to shake it. (laughs) Not for a while. (laughs) I also used to get, my mom told me a couple times that in the breakdowns, for auditions, there was something put out saying we want a moosey dryer type and then they would submit me for it and they're like, No, we don't actually want moosey dryer <laughs> to expose or whatever. We want a kid they haven't seen before, but we want a moosey dryer type. So I wasn't right <laughs> dryer type. Like They would call them, well, we have Moosey Dryer. like, no, 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 no,
1: no. Well, I would take that to mean we want a Moosey Dryer type, but we don't want Moosey Dryer because we can't afford Moosey Dryer because you are working all the time, and when you work all the time, and when you have a reputation for working all the time and being good, which you were, that may factor in their, into into their decisions. In other words, that may have been a compliment. Uh,
0: yeah, no, I appreciate that. And I always got a kick out of that. <laughs> I'll take it as a compliment. I, I, I also think that, you know, it's true, like, if, if um, especially back in the day where there were less people out here in L.A., you know, looking to work as an actor, whether it's an adult or a child, there was a smaller pool of kid actors, so I was on TV a lot or in a movie, and if the casting director or the production itself just wanted a face in there that wasn't so recognizable... You wanted maybe somebody else. You, they, maybe a casting director wanted to discover somebody new. Yeah. They wanted to type, but they didn't want the actual person they were typing after. i not sure. But yeah, I'll take it as a compliment.
1: How did you join the cast of Laughing?
0: Well, I, I believe that was just a straight-up audition, and it was really surreal. The audition, I remember, they took me to NBC, and my... my segment was Kid News for Kids, and they put me up in a treehouse, and Dan Rohn and Dick Martin would throw it to me for a little segment, which mm-hmm. is obviously, you know, filled with a few jokes. Um, it was so surreal because I had such an unusual childhood, even outside of show business, that my mom would let me stay up, and I would watch Johnny Carson and this will really age me, Joey Bishop's show, mm-hmm. and and she and I would watch Laughing. So when I so when I got the part, I was I did the last like two and a half seasons of Laughing, mm-hmm. but I had already been watching it. So as a kid, to watch the show and be a fan of it, and then walk onto the set and look around and see like the you know the doors that swing open where the faces come out and tell a joke, and all the little you know, and um, Lily Tomlin's oversized rocking chair for Edith Ann and all that stuff. I remember just thinking, wow, this is the real deal. You know, I'm here and it was really surreal. But I, I think, uh, yeah, I got laughing just by a regular old audition. After a while, once in a while, if you work enough, you don't have to audition. Mm-hmm. They just kind of send a, they, they call and they want... They say,
1: it. "They say we want Moosey Dreyer.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that was great. But, um, yeah, I think I just went... And with, and with laughing... I was so little and I wasn't able to read yet that the one one of the uh, head writers and producers, his name is Paul Keyes mm-hmm. he would he would uh, send audio tapes, cassette tapes to my house of him reading my dialogue. So I would pop it into a tape recorder and I would just listen to him over and over again. That's how I memorized my lines as opposed to you know reading it off the page.
1: I think Bill Daly told me that's how he. Would memorize his dialogue when he was doing Newhart, when he was doing Genie, because Bill struggled with dyslexia. Um, yeah. You know, and, and I think, I, I believe he told me that, that's, that that was one of the workarounds for him. That, that's how he you know, memorize his dialogue as well.
0: I remember that. And that makes perfect sense to me because I also, I also um, struggle with dyslexia, and so does my, my son. But um, tell you something about Bill Daly. <clears throat> as if as if there aren't enough great things to say about that man. He was such an amazing man. He was such a great, great guy to work with. I mean, I can't tell you how lucky I was, and I learned so much from him. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I played Little Howie, the neighbor's son, right, mm-hmm. Bill mm-hmm. Bailey's son, mm-hmm. and I made a few entrances throughout the shows that I did with him, and the way he would come into a door in Bob and Emily's apartment on the New on Bob Newhart show was like nobody else would come in. Like he, he just barge in with something with energy. He never just had a blank look on his face. He came in with something. And I really believe the, um, who's the guy, is it Michael? Who's the guy that played Kramer on science? Oh, uh, Michael Richards. Um, Michael, Michael Richards. I really believe that Bill Daly started something in terms of how you make an entrance. You know, being the wacky neighbor. Yeah. I think he was one of the originals. And I asked him one time what he's doing. He would puff up his face and he would whisper to himself, "Energy, energy, energy, energy." Just before the light went on, and he's supposed to we're supposed to make our entrances. And um, it was a little, a little acting process <clears throat> that he shared with me because I I would ask him, and he would you know gladly answer. And another thing about Bill Daly, and I'm sorry to be long winded about this, but um,
1: this is the Moosey Dreyer show.
0: Oh gosh. <laughs> 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 there was one episode where, um, towards I think the latter part of the uh, Bob Newhart show, because I, I remember I was a little, little bit bigger, a yeah. little older, where uh, little Howie moves in with his dad. I, I move in with Bill Daly. Yes. And by the end of the by the end of the episode, I miss my mom and I want to move back out. Yeah, right? right. And it was a very it was a very um, kind of sad and touching moment for Howard, who was crushed. Yes. His son wanted to go move back in with his mom. Well. He, in an interview some years back, was talking about that being the hardest thing he's ever done in terms of acting because in real life, the day we were shooting, the day the audience came in, his own son did the exact same thing in real life. He said he wanted to go move back in with his mom. And in real life, he was crushed. It was weird. He said it was a parallel situation. What we were playing on the show and what was happening to me at the same time, he said it was one of the hardest things for him to get through. Now, I had no idea at the time. He, he was such a pro that he was struggling personally through that episode. I, he was such a pro that I had no idea. But, oh, my gosh, he was so sweet that it just it breaks my heart that that was happening with him.
1: I'm so glad you shared that, Lucy, because... I watched a couple of your new hearts last night. Oh, yeah. Because that's one of those shows I will pull out from time to time because whenever I watch it, it makes me feel good, and I, it always, I always laugh out loud. But I was thinking about that scene. It's like I, I had never seen Bill. I mean, there was a lot of depthfulness in that scene. Yeah. I was very struck by that. And uh, it, I, I, was, I was not aware of what was going on at the time, but that, what you just said, that explains a lot.
0: Yeah, because you know his character Howard was such a goofball. Yeah, yeah. and um, you know here he is um, having a real human moment, both in real life and on camera. And uh, gosh, I just I just love him. I just love him.
1: Well, it it just it, it just goes to show that as an actor, you draw on a lot of time. I'm not, I'm not an actor. I just talk to actors on the radio, but you a lot of times you will draw on, you will dig down and you will draw on either aspects of who you are as a person or experiences you've had or experiences that you know of. And sometimes experiences that you're not, that you hadn't thought about in in a long time. And that will build on your performance in that particular moment. And that was what, in, in some respects, that was what was going on in that scene. Absolutely. You
0: know, I think I booked a lot of roles back in the day. Because I was able to cry, like I was a cry, I was known as a crier. Mm-hmm. If you needed a crier, I could do it. There was a uh, another child actor who, uh, her name was Pamela Ferdinand. Yes, and she worked. She worked like wildfire, mm-hmm. and she could cry on cue. And she was in real life uh, uh, close friends with one of my sisters, so I knew her. And I remember her telling me that what she does is she thinks about something you know if she thinks enough before the the scene she thinks enough about something in her real life that may happen that would make her that would shatter her it helps her cry so yeah she's you're drawing on your real stuff so i ended up i i used to do that as well i would think about you know get get the psychologist on speed dial for these child actors. (laughs) 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 We're, we're really like Picturing bad things happening in my life in order to get the scene, you know, which is kind of kind of odd stuff.
1: And then you have to, like, on a dime, snap out of it because, okay, if if you get that yeah. if you get that print, okay, all right, we got that scene, and then you know, maybe half an hour later, you got to move on to another scene, and you got to totally clear your head.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's over. They didn't. Well, you know, uh, and Jackie uh, Cooper, who I've worked with a few times when he was around, um, he wrote a book called Please Don't Shoot My Dog. And what that meant was, if you remember Jackie Cooper in The Champ, Mm -hmm. he was, you know, phenomenal. And Ricky Schroeder uh, reprised that role later on. But um, he was crying like mad, this boy. He was acting. He was good and believable. Well, he wrote a book called Please Don't Shoot My Dog because the director would have sent someone over to him and, you know, just before the scene and lie to the poor kid and tell him that they first they find out what's what's dear to his heart and his dog was. So they would go go tell the kid that his dog ill and we're going to have to shoot him and put him down. Someone's going to have to put him down. And which is like talk about getting the psychologist or whatever on speed dial. And he believed it. And then they rolled and he was crying. I like, "No, Jackie, you've got to continue the scene let's get the scene and when it came time to him having to cry well he was already on the on the verge of tears because they told him that and um yeah well that that um (laughs) that seems sad to me when i'm i look back at it i mean but um what are you gonna do you gotta get there You you,
1: got to cry. You got to get there. You got to get there when the light goes on, and you got to get there every time. If, for whatever reason, you're not able to get it in one take, you got to get it when the red light goes on again. Hopefully, we're not making Moosey cry right now. Moosey Dreyer Dryer's on the line with us. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. Moosey Dreyer, youngest cast member of Rowan and Martin's Laughing, Howard Borden's son on The Bob Newhart Show, an accomplished director for stage and television, and accomplished voice actor. We'll ask Moosey uh, uh, a couple questions about his voice acting career in just a second. But first, before we leave the subject of The Bob Newhart Show, I mentioned earlier The Bob Newhart Show is one of my favorite binge watching shows. And on the box set, Bob mentions you several times in the DVD extras. I
0: didn't um,
1: know that. No, he specifically mentioned how you and Bill Daly and, and himself all have Chicago roots. And he also mentioned how at ease you seemed working in front of a live audience at such a young age.
0: Yeah, well, I'm wondering, first of all, that, that's amazing. I've never heard that. Um, and uh, I, the the audience never really bothered me. I never got, uh, maybe I was just too young to realize I'm supposed to be nervous. <laughs> <No>. But <clears throat> I, I knew early on that um, the audience brought an energy into the room, into the stage, yeah. sound stage, that we didn't have all week during rehearsals. And I looked forward to the audience because it really, it really got everybody on their toes and, you know, got them focused and working on all cylinders maybe i'll have
1: to get that box set sometime. Yeah, it's i definitely recommend it. I definitely recommend it. Of course, uh we talked about some of the legends you worked with before you were 10, before you were a teenager, and the last time you're on we talked about how like like in the case of George Burns, your mom was probably more aware of who George Burns was at the time than you were, yeah. but Still, I would I would imagine when you look back at you know, some of the earlier things you've done, it's probably amazing to realize just what level, what caliber or talent, you were so fortunate enough to be in the presence of every day during the formative years of your life and the formative years of your acting career. Yeah, absolutely,
0: and I got to say it wasn't lost on me back then because, uh, like I mentioned before, you know I I was pretty savvy to who. Was out there in show business because my mom, you know, she let me stay up and watch Carson and all this. You know, I was watching grown-up shows from uh, a very, very young age. So yeah, George Burns was um, that was pretty amazing to be able to sit in there with his dress in his dressing room with him and and feel he would just have so many questions for me. And um, he's George Burns. Like, well, why would he care? <laughs> he was great. You know, of course, you know that was a time where you could put a kid in a, a dressing room locked with George Burns who's, you know, chain-smoking cigars all day, <laughs> yes. and no one no one talks twice about uh, any kind of
1: health hazard. So yeah. I, I do remember the cigar smoke. Yeah. <laughs> it was sick. We'll talk some more with Moosey about some of the other entertainment legends that he worked with in his career. We'll also ask him a few questions about his career as a director when we continue our conversation with Moosey Dreyer. You're on TV Confidential. Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening to the TV Confidential podcast. If you like what you hear, please consider subscribing to the TV Confidential podcast, or better yet, give us a review on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, or wherever you listen to our podcast. Ah, mm, the first taste
0: of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy.